Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following episode is an erotic Bigfoot Jason Kenny fan fiction piece written by a listener who wishes to remain anonymous. We wanted to thank them for their talented writing skills, and the following story is read by Jesse Harley. This is erotic? Just read it. I, d- I, didn't, I didn't read it yet. This is, this, I'm gonna, I didn't know it was going to be erotic. Okay. Just read it. <clears throat> and all the uh, sound design, music, and foley is done by Reese Waters. That's me. Avid and not terribly secret pseudoscientist, cryptid seeker, and conspiracy theorist Jason Kenny heard that a group of focused, determined, and highly fit individuals were planning an ultra race search for Bigfoot, aka Sasquatch, in rural South Saskatchewan. This event, the Bigfoot 50, seemed enticing to our insipid, intrepid, definitely insipid, and sanctimonious cryptid hunter. Just think of how much cachet I could finally receive if I wasn't a failure on every single objective measure, he said to cronies grouped around him in his outrageous boondoggle, shill for oil and gas, war room. That's only claim to fame was censoring Disney for not being more like Lenny Riefenstahl. However, the idea of walking 50 feet, let alone running 50 kilometers, was so unappealing to this ideologue of the school of loafing, slacking, and gold-bricking that he decided to take the largest, most inefficient, gas-guzzling ATV to noise up an already ear-splitting, noise-polluter region of Canada. On the way, he hijacked a sheep. I'm probably going to need a sacrificial sheep, 
All my day-to-day -day ones are in the overloaded ICUs, he said as his jaw slackened a bit more in self-congratulation. And I'm gonna need more guns! Maybe an M252. The Premier loaded up a trailer with the ATV, the mortar, a couple of AR-15s, a Winchester loaded with 3-inch Magnum BBs, a machete, the sheep, and a heavy-duty backpack leaf blower as a backup to assuage his deathly fear of both peaceful sounds of nature and clean air. He also excitedly hooked the full-loaded trailer up to his 2020 Ford Super Duty LWB Super Cab that he just got repainted. He'd heard that the black trucks often cause a man's penis to shrink severely, so he'd chosen a newer, safer color from a flesh tone palette. Hey, what color's your truck, pink? A neighbor yelled as he started out of his driveway. The premier proudly replied, No, it's labia! Feeling peckish, he decided to visit a Tim's and made sure to rev his truck loudly, both before and after driving through. He feared that in his starved state, he might lose a chin, so he ordered a triple-triple and a box of Tim's bits. Just in case the neighborhood didn't notice the vulvar-shaded truck and how this hadn't shrunk his junk, he made sure to rev it at every stoplight turned green for half a click. At a service station in Medicine Hat, he kept his truck running while pumping gas and started a fire. The sheep smelled smoke and escaped from the trailer. We're not as brutal and callous here as in pandemic policy of two-thirds of the prairie provinces. Eventually finding a flock nearby, leaving a hobby farmer to wonder at this increase in livestock the rest of her days. Sadly, firefighting services in the city had been cut due to reduced transfer monies from the province to municipalities, so the firefighters were delayed, and Kenny had to hit the deck once the flames reached his ammo. The Premier howled at the ingratitude of oil and gas. Fortunately, he had a list of all his election contributors in his wallet. He was certain he'd find someone to help him continue his quest to hunt down the Bigfoot. He spied a Wexit side on the edge of town and walked up the driveway. Excitedly, a middle-aged white man with a decidedly taut round pot belly exited the home and trotted quickly forward, holding out his hand to shake. You're Premier Jason Kenny, aren't you? After a hearty handshake, the man continued. You're doing a great job, although my wife, who was a nurse, she got laid off. She pays the mortgage, you know. So now I'm going to have to find someone to buy the boat, RV, jet ski, ATV, skidoo. Jason Kenny interrupted the man, asking if he had happened to have a car he could borrow to get him on his way, explaining his plan to finally prove the existence of Bigfoot by bringing him in. Uh, dead or alive? The man asked. No, no, just, just dead the premier said. Well, they repoed my truck, but uh, my neighbor lent me a rally car he's been racing for nearly four decades. I'm sure he won't mind. I don't know what fucking accent that is. I'm so sorry to everyone in Alberta. Around the back of the house was a brightly colored Mazda RX-3 that looked like it was being held together by a palimpsest of rally decal kits. Don't take the bumpiest route. She's more or less simply compressed oxidation, so I'm not sure she won't rattle herself into a pile of rust. Good luck to you. This is not a Canadian accent anywhere in Canada, I realize. The man waved as Jason Kenny got back onto the Trans-Canada and headed east. Premier Moe grumbled as he rolled up the red carpet at the ledge in Regina before sunrise. 
Jason Kenny had phoned from Swift Current saying he would be arriving soon. He could hear an engine in the distance and make a contemptuous mow when Jason Ketty skidded to a stop on the red carpet in some sort of tacky, compact 70s heap. The Alberta Premier jumped out, singled and disheveled, and asked, Where's breakfast? Scott Moe sighed and thought, Maybe he might not succeed in poisoning our waterways with coal effluent, at least not without doing me a handsome kickback. He's sure not getting free tickets to the Labor Day Classic. Looking over the scoot-covered, decidedly bedraggled Alberta Premier, Scott Moe scrambled to find something to cover the seats in his car and drove his fellow provincial first minister to an IHOP. You know, this is a fable because there isn't an IHOP in Regina. Not exactly what I was expecting, Kenny intoned with an arched brow. It's the only place everyone agreed to meet, and the food's great. You look like hell. The overpriced places likely won't serve you. They entered the restaurant and turned into a separate dining area. Jason Kenny, expecting to gladhand a slew of natural resource company execs, instead was confronted with the charitable and, frankly, mildly foreboding looks of Rachel Notley, David Suzuki, Canada's boyfriend George Strombolopoulos, Daniel Levy, Douglas Copeland, Cindy Blackstock, Wab Canoe, Katie Lang, and the ghost of Iola Desmond. They were seated around a table with a feast of eggless omelets, gluten-free pancakes, and bacon piled in the center of the table. Looking into their eyes, he saw infuriating looks of compassion, as if he was a loon to be placated. Katie Lang stood up and said, We've heard about your plan to hunt down the Sasquatch with a sacrificial sheep. You understand that it's supposed to be a lamb, and also, Sasquatch is known to be vegan. This is an intervention. At the thought that Bigfoot might be vegan, the Alberta Premier felt a further seething, boiling, utterly predictable rage swell up in the chest, and yet his habitual and perpetual vacant-headed look didn't even slip a millimeter. He pivoted on one foot, walked out of the restaurant, and flagged down a cab. After paying up front, the taxi driver is no fool, Jason Kenny arrived at the race start line. The runners had already set off because that kind of foolishness starts at the crack of stupid, so Kenny trampled through the bush hoping to find what ought to be understood as a wildly fictitious, chimerical creature that has zero empirical evidence of existence and is associated with a monumental amount of flakery and flim-flam. With no sacrificial ovide, no guns, he was determined to track down and take out with his bare hands and prove at least one of the countless delusions is real. And then he spotted him. Bigfoot! Sasquatch! The creature was muscular and enticingly manly. Over seven feet tall, covered in soft brown fur, the premier was surprised at how appealing Bigfoot was. They stared into each other's eyes. Jason Kenny felt himself soften, calming. Oh, those eyes. I could get lost in their depths. They smiled at each other. The Premier felt himself moving closer to this fantastical and alluring beast. Bigfoot took Jason Kenny's hand in his, entwined his fingers into the Premier's own, drew him close into his hairy, virile chest. 
and spoke into his ear the words Chase and Kenny had been yearning to hear. Senate appointment. Chase and Kenny orgasmed. The end. Thanks again to the listener who um, who wrote that amazing story. Um, incredible use of language and words that we'd never heard of that we had to Google. Yeah, so many times you have no idea. And thank you to you, Jesse, for reading it so passionately. That was fun. It was. Uh, I, I thought the the climax at the end was wonderful. Right. Yes, I agree. <laughs> so uh, this has been a weird episode. This has but, been a very weird episode. But thanks, thanks to an anonymous uh, listener who did an amazing job, um, and they wish to remain anonymous because um, yeah, for reasons of their own. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it, no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there.